I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're talking about New Year's resolutions and goals, and if we have time, we might get into habits and things that we can do to you know help those goals come to fruition. So... Here with me is development coach Jen Waldy. Uh, Jen, if you don't mind, could you give us a little bit of an introduction? Tell us about yourself and your role here at Lutz. Yeah, so as you said, I'm the development coach here and been with the company for about nine months, almost up onto 10 months. Basically, I just kind of help employees here reach their career and as well as some personal goals. And basically help employees go from good to great or great to greater in reaching their goals and making them attainable. Kind of my background and my education that got me here is I've got a master's degree in management and leadership and my undergrad was in human resources management. So. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, we're excited to have you here and part of the team. Uh, I know you and I come from a similar experience career-wise in the past. You know, That's so right. we've had some <laughs> some things to discuss and and you know we've enjoyed talking about our experiences. So yeah, I know this is it's a new thing for lots this this development coach. Mm-hmm position so it's a new know. thing not just for Lutz but um, I believe we only know of three other accounting firms that are part of the leading edge alliance that do this and it's a very new it's still a new concept even for just Omaha in general awesome it's, are there since it is a new concept are there any you know I guess preconceived notions or, or ideas that people maybe have about it that you'd like to dispel or um, yeah anything actually that you can we're learning that a lot of people think coaching is kind of a negative that sure. oh man I'm being sent to the coach because I I'm not doing something right or right. I'm screwing up in something and that's really not the case at all with coaching first of all everybody can benefit from a coach and a lot of people also think it's very closely related to therapy, which it can have a very therapeutic effect to it, but we're, we're pretty different than therapy as well. So you don't a, have a lazy boy lounge. I'm not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Right. But um, we, we definitely, as a coach, we're very focused on solving, um, having a solution to what you're wanting to get to right? or to a problem that you're trying to solve. And I hate to sure. say the word problem because, but we all have roadblocks that are kind of getting us where we're getting in our own way of getting us from where we want to be. And so a coach just comes in and kind of helps bring out where the roadblock is and how we can get over that to get you where you need to be. Awesome. Has the experience so far, you think, been positive with uh, people's, you know, that people have been receiving it well and, and utilizing you as a, as a resource? Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyone who's been through it, for the most part, has had, I mean, brute good experiences. Some. Awesome. Some are better than others, some need a little more help than others, but in some way we've been able to help each person who comes through through a session in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been good. Awesome, well, that's good to hear. I think that, as I mentioned earlier, I definitely need to make sure I get time on your calendar to sit down and, and talk through some things and just discuss you know, development in general, and, and I'm really interested, and maybe that'll be one of my New Year's resolutions. Uh-oh, there you go. You know, to utilize you a little bit more. So I guess with that, then let's let's just kind of get get into it. What, 
from your perspective, what is a New Year's resolution? So a New Year's resolution, this is kind of the definition of it is it's a tradition where we make a promise to ourselves that we're going to start doing something good or we're going to stop doing something bad starting on the first day of a new year. Um, So a couple of the top resolutions in a study they did of 2000 participants for the 2019 top resolutions were to diet or eat healthier, exercise more, and lose weight were Mm. probably the top ones. Right. That, I mean, that always seems to be something that we all like to do. And then obviously February comes around and kind of teeters off a little bit. So, I mean... For a lot of us. Most of us, yeah. Right. So why, why does that happen? I mean, why, why are people failing with their New Year's resolutions and not sticking to it? Well, so yeah, an interesting um, statistic is that I found while I was looking into those resolutions is that 60% of us actually make resolutions and only 8% of people are successful in achieving them. So it's a pretty big difference. Right. People often set their resolutions just for the sake of setting one. Like I said, it's a tradition, and it's often something that they should do rather than something they really want to do. So, like a couple, of, like I should lose weight, but I really love pizza and beer. Right. Or I should exercise more, but man, I'm tired from work. You know. So it's always these I'm things that we should do. By the way, personally. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> the pizza and beer and being tired after work. Yes. I think it's pretty common. Yeah. But um, where you know, instead of setting a realistic goal and developing a plan to achieve that goal with a tradi- you know, it's more of that tradition where I'm gonna just start working out and then there's no plan behind it right. and it's not something we really want to do right yeah those those uh habits i guess are hard to form and hard to maintain especially um why i mean why from your perspective then is the goal setting an important piece of this well goals are kind of your roadmap of getting you from where you currently are to where you want to be in life mm-hmm. to identify exactly where is it that i want to be and the actual goal is kind of like the fuel for your ambition in addition to setting up the plan and holding yourself accountable it's also there to give you that necessary inspiration that you need to accomplish what you didn't think was going to be possible right so with with goals then uh, you know you hear smart goals do you utilize that in a way so many people hate the term smart goals yeah well because i've heard it since i was in grade school to set smart goals and it's kind of like that buzzword that nobody likes you know like oh it's just so much work but they've got something behind it there so you want it to be specific with a goal and you want it to be like they say what what i haven't even brought the smart goal stuff or looked at it but measurable the biggest thing is what smart goals does is it makes it realistic Mm -hmm. and then it helps it just walks you through breaking it down to make it achievable right. is what it's like yeah, setting that smart goal is going to do. What is specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and uh, timely or yeah, something related something to time. Like you got to give it a time yep. constraint. Yep. Yeah. Like when am I going to do this? Right. By? Yep. So, so like with a new year's resolution, it's I'm going to start this. January 1 but maybe in the back of their head with the timeliness part they're not saying when we're working out it's okay I'm gonna do they don't talk about when am I gonna stop this or is this going to be a life change is this gonna be something I do forever they're not actually putting that that step in their head so Mm -hmm. that's another reason that it tends to fall off well and you know I think that you like you said you think that New Year's resolutions are something oftentimes you think you should do as opposed to something you want to do and 
you should work out and you should, you know, eat healthy and, and all of those things. But, you know, maybe what do you want to do? And something that, at least for me this last year, I, one of my things was I wanted to run a half marathon, right? And I'd never, I'm not a runner. Right. You've seen me walk around. I'm not, <laughs> I do not fit the typical mold for a runner, surprisingly. But um, I decided that I wanted to run. And that gave me not only uh, something that I really truly wanted to accomplish, it gave me a time frame that I had to do it by. Right. The race was May 5th, I believe it was. So I knew that I had until May 5th to get myself in a position where I could actually be, you know, in shape to run. And that helped you set up the plan in between of how you were going to get from where you are now to Mm -hmm. being able to run that marathon. And I found, uh, you know, there's all kinds of resources online related to a a training regimen, you know, Mm -hmm. every single week. So every single week was broken down. So I knew every day when I wasn't on track. Yep. You know what I mean? And that was, I mean, I should, I still wish I would have ran even more than I did, but that gave it, you know, kind of a, a breakdown. So that, I think having that that bookend to it, that yep. date when I was going to run the race, was nice as opposed to saying I'm going to become a runner, mm-hmm. which has no end goal to it. It's like I'm just going to run forever. I'm going to, you right. know, and, and that, you had signed up, right? So there's that commitment. Yeah, the financial travel. commitment was yes, there too. Exactly. So that's a great example. Of yeah, and setting the goal, setting up like how to make it, breaking it down into steps to make it achievable, and when you're going to do it by. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do that for ourselves. But that right. can be, you know, that's a great way to do it. Right. So, yeah, I guess with with the goal setting, um, you know, how do you get started? How do you, what kind of questions should I ask myself? What, you know, how many goals are reasonable? I mean, what, yeah. can you kind of walk through that? Absolutely. So first, um, some of the questions that you could ask yourself is, if you're not sure even what kind of goal to set, you know, if the regular resolutions aren't, aren't hitting home for you, you can ask yourself what what are some things that you need to change in your life and the biggest thing that we also forget is why why do i need to change this or why do i want this like why do i want to run this marathon right. um, what am i willing to do in order to make this change also so reflection is a big piece with goal setting and so taking a moment to reflect on what has stopped me in the past from successfully making this change and then be brutally honest with yourself so like the marathon because it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes time and that's okay. But like, what am I going to do then to overcome that? So it's hard. What can I do to make sure that doesn't become a roadblock for right. me this time? And then one thing I, that I think is a priority is to, so for, we'll keep using your marathon example. Half marathon. Half marathon. People out there that half run marathon, folks. would definitely have an issue <laughs> with calling it a marathon. Okay. Half marathon. <laughs> yeah. um, but by saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? So for this marathon, Friday night's going out. Right. Right. Yep. Is am I I saying no to extra sleep? Am I saying no to extra time with the family? Am I going to have to leave work earlier? Is that possible? So like, it kind of helps you set that priority in your head of okay, yeah, I'm okay. Friday night, not getting to go out with and do what I want. I can do it Saturday instead. This is more important. Like setting that priority of what takes precedence in your life to make sure you put that ahead of time. And it was it was helpful for me because uh, my two roommates also were running and were trying to. So that's that's going to the accountability piece, right? Right. So that's what helped hold you accountable and kept you going. Yeah, because we decided that Friday nights we were not going to go out so Saturday mornings we could have our long run. And if I, you know, I'm 
victim to peer pressure just as anybody else if they said we were going to go out and have beer at barrett's i was going to go do that right you know so it was helpful to have my roommates that i lived with also not going out you know i didn't really have a choice right absolutely yep the accountability piece is something we talk a little bit more in the pat in the later but yeah it's definitely you got to find that way to hold yourself accountable in these goals but as far as getting started, so like let's kind of go take a step back to how many goals is a reasonable amount to set. Yeah. That's one that you had asked me, and that really depends on the person. So sometimes that's a part of their daily life is setting goals, and then some of us it's not something that comes naturally to us. So rather than focus on the number, there's a couple things for you to consider instead, which would be like what types of goals are you setting? So are you going to be setting a long-term goal? Is it a personal goal or is it career related? Um, if they're more on the short term, easier to achieve goals, you may be able to handle several at a time. But for those longer term type goals, having fewer is probably best, especially in the beginning for people who aren't sure. used to setting that many goals. And then as far as having that mix. Yeah, how do you break those up? Because I feel like sometimes I overload myself with I'm going to go to work and, and you know show up to work at this time uh, and organize my day with this and you you know you kind of overload one mm-hmm. piece of your life with you know a certain kind of goal personal professional yeah so it's good to have that mix and like making sure that you're kind of covering all areas of your life but the biggest thing is to make sure that they're not conflicting with one another so kind of as you said if a career goal is coming in early and I'm going to go for that big promotion, but then you have a personal goal of spending more time with your family, those two could kind of contradict each other if you're having to work longer hours and then then you're not spending as much time with family as you're wanting to. It's also important to make sure that those goals don't cause you unnecessary stress. So by that, it's doing that reflection to see if you're in in it and you've set these goals and you're starting to feel stressed out. We'll use the gym for an example. Like I'm going to go to the gym every day after work for an hour and you're starting to feel stressed out. It's important to take that step back for a minute and again, do that reflection to identify what about this is causing me the stress? Mm-hmm. Is it, did I overcommit? Can I not really do an hour? Should I, do I need to move this to half an hour a day? Do I need to move the time? Or maybe you weren't specific enough or you could have gotten stuck or stalled at which point you simply just need to reassess and realign. So it sure. doesn't mean you gotta give up. It's just, you know, like if it was stressing you out with the half marathon, maybe maybe you move your, more, your run to Friday nights or Something like that. Yeah, and I think that's a really, really, really important thing to keep in mind that, you know, when you do have a setback or hit an obstacle, it does not ruin the progress you've made and it's not going to ruin your, you know, ability to actually accomplish that goal. I listened to a podcast a while back that was really interesting. It kind of, it was a, I don't even know what kind of doctor he was, but discussed the, you know, people trying to break a habit of smoking Mm -hmm. and the the mindset of let's take smoking for instance I want to stop smoking you have to just stop smoking and you have to stick with it for however many days you think you need to essentially or ideally you're done smoking forever but if you end up you know breaking down and having a cigarette one day that doesn't ruin all the progress you've made the psychology of thinking I'm just gonna restart tomorrow Mm -hmm. I'm gonna restart my goal tomorrow And let's say every, you know, let's say you have a hard time. So every Friday you get off work and you end up having a smoke. Then, you know, that interval between those is seven days. You can go seven days without a cigarette. Then once you do that Friday, try and reset it. Say, I'm going to start again tomorrow. 
and see if you can expand that interval. 10 days later, I yeah. broke down again. That's fine. Restart your attempt at, you know, accomplishing that goal. And the, you know, flip side and working out. If you work out for five days straight and then you take off that Saturday and you feel bad about it, well, wake up Sunday or wake up Monday. Even if you take off four or five days, wake up that fifth day, that sixth day, restart. Yep, absolutely. And being okay with restarting. And then next thing you know, your interval between those restarts ends up being, I feel lazy after work. I'm going to wake up and and restart my workout, you know, regimen. And it's a smaller six hour window when you're feeling like you're resetting. Absolutely. And next thing you're doing it every day. Absolutely. And kind of to build on what you're saying for some of us out there that are maybe have a little more of that competition in us. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about like an addict who's quit alcohol and every time they fall off the wagon, their sobriety starts from back to one, right? right. So that could be something that keeps you going. Like you say, like, oh man, now I gotta restart. Mm-hmm. But then over time, it's like, man, I gotta restart. So I'm gonna get the seven days. And then you think about having that cigarette yeah. on that seventh day and you're like, no, I'm not restarting again because I'm at seven, I'm gonna I'm get, gonna get to 14. Or you know? yeah, yeah, and that's gonna kind of help be that inspiration and that motivation too. So I like that. Absolutely. And I think it's a, it's important to be okay with that. Right. Right. You're not going to go 45 days of working out. Right. You're not going to do it, especially if you weren't doing it before. So that goes back to kind of what you said, having a date in mind to break it down as opposed to saying, I'm just going to wake up and start working out for the rest of my life. No, I'm going to make it, I'm going to run this race or I'm going to lift in this competition or whatever it is uh, to have that that date breakdown is is or even let's make it simpler of I don't feel like working out after work but I'm at least going to get to the gym Mm -hmm. and if I get to the gym and I'm into my clothes and I still don't feel like working out all right then I can go home yep but you're already there and then it's like you said with the habits it's creating the habit of just getting getting to the gym okay I I made my first step I made it to the gym today well, and that's a. I don't have the, to kill myself. <laughs> one of the things that I read was also when you're trying to accomplish this goal or this New Year's resolution, uh, it's it's not I'm getting in a habit in a habit of working out. I'm going to get in a habit of starting. Right. Like you're saying, all I need to do, okay, if I've woken up at six a.m., well, now I'm awake, so let's go. Or even if your goal should be, you know, I'm going to wake up at five thirty in the morning every morning and put on my shoes. Yep. I'm not going to wake up at 5.30 and go work out and run three miles and lift. No, I'm going to wake up every morning and put on my tennis shoes and tie my shoes. I promise you if people wake up at 5.30 and tie their shoes and they're sitting there in their room, if they still are too tired and take their shoes off, go back to bed. Right. You yep. know what I mean? But you're up. Now what? Yeah. Got my shoes on. Yeah. I might as well go. Yeah. I yep. mean, it's kind of those mind tricks I think are really, Absolutely. really important to kind of flip the way you're thinking about it. Um I guess, do you have maybe some examples of, of some good New Year's resolutions or goals or things we can... I know we've mentioned a few different things that I think are are useful, but... I think it's just so dependent on the person and where they're at in their life and where they want to be. True. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, as you've mentioned for me, like, one thing that I would like to do is work on getting up earlier. And that's a hard thing because I'm not a morning person. So, for me, that's like, okay, I'm going to do some research on... Why is that so hard for me to help me come up with the plan? Just like you said, you did research for the half marathon of different training plans. Sure. So it's so different with different people of what works, Mm -hmm. what's a good one, what isn't. It's where you want to be. Right. I guess do you have some, you know, some tips or 
a plan of attack or I guess what are some techniques that I can use to really keep me on the right track? I know we talked about, you know, especially in terms of running it, it, it's a nice breakdown week by week. This is what you need to run this day to this day. And the nice thing about that from my perspective was it gave me a, a mileage total by the end of the week. So if I messed up one day, I still just wanted to make sure I hit that total. Right. So right. yeah, so perfect. In kind of what we've been talking about, this is going to kind of set, you know, kind of full circle, but once you've set that goal, breaking that down into small manageable steps that works for you. So just because I'm doing the same thing, my steps may not be the right steps for you. You got to make sure it's what works for you. But then also like for the working out, we'll say start looking at your schedule and finding a time of day that works best for you. But then also, just like you said, having a backup plan that is in place just in case. So whether it's like you said, the mileage. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I didn't get to do it this day. I still can reach this goal over here. So you kind of have a goal to do it every day, but your backup is this is the mileage. Great if you meet both. Sure. But then also with the working out, if I can't go in the mornings, okay, then can I make it to over lunch? Or having that backup plan of if I fail here, how can I still be successful Right. in that? The other way that I've talked about a little with you here today is um, finding different ways to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest piece. So whether it's like for me, all I have to do is just tell my husband, this is my plan. And then I don't want to hear it from him that I'm not at the gym that day. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure my butt's at the gym. So like just whatever those little things that helps you hold yourself accountable. Is it having friends do the half marathon with you? Just those different things, keeping it on a planner, um, just different things that force you to keep your promise to yourself. Sure. And that, you know, I think that piece is especially difficult um, because I think we all like to believe that we can hold ourselves accountable, but at the end of the day, that's extremely difficult, Mm -hmm. right? And it worked out perfectly for me that my roommates were both wanting to do the same thing. And so, you know, we had the same schedules, we lived together, we were able to accomplish, you know, and we both kind of just all, all three of us reveled in the excitement we had for, you know, the most miles I'd ever run one week is like, that's incredible. That's a cool feeling. Um, Yeah, I guess how often do you review or think back to your goals and and go over where you're at and follow your progress? So your goals should always be at the back of your mind. You should always have them in front of you. However, if you start feeling that stalled out feeling or frustrated that you're not making progress or you're not feeling that motivation, those are really good times to pull it back out, review and reassess your goals to make sure what do I need to do to continue to be successful with this or what's going on right now that's dragging me down. See, and I know people have always, you know, write your goal on your mirror. I've never done that, so I have no idea if that actually would work, but I think the reason I may have that concern that it might not work is because I've never done it, (laughs) you know, so So I don't know So how did you you keep your goal of the half marathon in front of mind as you were going through it? What were reminders and things to keep you? Really, for me, it was the accountability of my roommates Mm -hmm. and and all of us doing it together. Now, one of my roommates, he he was training for the full marathon, so whereas I thought that oh, geez, I've got to run five and a half, six miles today. He was running 12, Yeah, you know, so yeah. And it put it in perspective for me. Like, you know, I have a, I have a little bit, sometimes a negative inner voice, mm-hmm. and that actually works to my benefit. So I thought, you're fine. 
you can run five miles. He's out there running a half marathon right. already. That was the, so maybe a little competitive attitude right there helped out. Absolutely. But I, I mean, I tracked my mileage, you know, on a on a Excel See. document, but I didn't keep anything. So you were doing things though that kept it in the front of your mind right. each day that yeah. were keeping you motivated, like tracking your mileage. Mm-hmm. That's another way of writing it down sure. without writing the actual goal down. Right? Sure. So it's again, that's finding those things that work for you, whereas. You know, it might work to write it down for some people. I think if it's a goal we really want, it's going to be in our heads anyway. Right. We're, it's going to be front of mind, but like doing those little things that keeps it a part of our everyday mm-hmm. life and our, you know, our routine, that's mm-hmm. where it becomes important of reviewing and keeping it. Well, and that was definitely one thing that I noticed was the thought in the back of my mind was, well, I need to, I want to, but... It's okay that today it's not going to happen. Then I would wake up and, all right, we need to do this. You know, so that, that, that voice was still in there every single day, which was really nice because I hadn't quite felt that ever before with something related to, you know, running or a physical activity. And before it was coaches telling me when to do stuff or right. what have you. So that was when it felt like it was starting to be committed to, to a habit. You know, because it was every single day. I was like, wait, when are you going to find time to do this? When so how far in do you, do you find it took before that started feeling more You know, um, like a habit? I think it's really interesting. So I actually have something right here that talks about the th- phases of building a habit, right? And the first phase is the honeymoon phase. And okay. so I think for the first month or so, I felt great. Because I was, I was doing something I'd never done every single day. I ran five miles, never ran five miles, ran seven miles. Holy cow, I've never run seven miles straight. Right. And I was thinking about the time that I was running. That was amazing. But then you start to experience setbacks, right? I had, uh, in March, I went to Boston with five or six of my best friends. And we weren't running in Boston. We were out drinking. Right, And it was yeah. over St. Patrick's Day. Right. Right. So, yeah. So it was the honeymoon phase was over, and then I was hitting these roadblocks, and still, luckily enough, I mean, it was. I'm telling you, it was the accountability piece of having my room. My roommates were on the trip with me, right? So okay. we were all yeah. in agreement. We're not doing anything on the trip for you know three or four days, but then we got back to it, and we signed up for a 10k in Grand Island, which would have been in April. Right, so about a month before the half marathon, I knew that I had another race that I had to run. Right. So it was kind of having, I mean, like you were saying, smaller incremental goals in between on the way to it. Absolutely. So I kind of had to reset and start over. So I, th- I mean, it was probably two and a half months, you know, after that. That getting back from that vacation was was great because I jumped right back into it. Right. Okay. So yeah. I knew then that okay, I was able to come so, back from a period of four days of not doing anything. Of having and, and you set that it. plan in that I'm gonna start this yeah. day again. So I mean it probably took about two and a half months, but I think that that's one thing that myth is that twenty one days. Right. Right. People think that things take twenty one days and I've got a little story that I guess Maxwell Waltz was a plastic surgeon in the fifties. Um, and that's where this, this concept comes from. And so he would perform an, an operation like a nose job, for example, and he found that it would take the patient about 21 days to get used to seeing their new face. Oh. Um, similarly, when a patient had an arm or a leg amputated, he would notice that the patient would sense a phantom limb for about 21 days before adjusting to the new situation. So these and many other commonly observed things you know, would show that it, it required about 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to, to gel. And so people took that 
the Tony Robinsons of the world, the Zig Ziglers of the world yeah. took that and ran with it and said, 21 days and you're a changed person, you know, that's that's an absolute myth. Right. So maybe you know? it's 21 days before you, like, even start getting into the honeymoon phase. Right. And, well, and or who the, knows? It could even be 21 days after you accomplish your goal to realize you actually accomplished your goal. Right. You know, to feel the effects of you being a new person. Yeah. I look at that as really being, uh, it takes 21 days after you've made a change to accept that change. Yep, right? absolutely. And so this says on average it takes more than two months before behavior becomes automatic, 66 days. But, I mean, that can be anywhere from 18 days to 254 days. Right. I think, like you said, it completely depends on the person. Absolutely. Right? Depends on... I think I'm one on the 200 days <laughs> yeah. person for setting yeah. a habit. <laughs> I agree. It takes me a lot longer. <laughs> but it's, it's absolutely dependent on the person, their environment. Who uh-huh. they're surrounded by. What kind of accountability you have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How, how committed you are to it, how much you want it. Yep. You know, and this also said missing one opportunity to perform the behavior did not materially affect the habit formation process in that original, you know, anecdote. So that right there is showing it's okay if, you know, something screws up absolutely. or you don't hit your, you know, your mark that week. You're still on track. You're right. Still You're doing better than you did before you did this at all. Absolutely. So. And so there are three things that kind of laid out. So first, there's no reason to get down on yourself if you try something for a few weeks and it doesn't become a habit. It's supposed to take longer than that. There's no need to judge yourself if you can't master behavior in 21 days. Right. And that's, I think that's absolutely true to recognize I want something that actually important to change, it's going to require more than 21 days. I don't yeah. know of anything that we can do that we're going to be able to accomplish and, you know, create a habit around that'll be shorter than 21 days. It'd be kind of scary, honestly, if we created habits in 21 Absolutely. days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and think about that. I mean, how much we've changed and, and grown up. I think about where I was in high school. If I could create habits when I was in high school, I was so against following the rules. I would have for sure created right. habits that caused me to not be able to follow the rules. You right. Know? Absolutely. <laughs> Get in trouble. Yeah, um, for sure. So I, I think it's, you know, important to keep in mind that don't stop. Right. You know? I mean, and if you do stop, wake up tomorrow and start again. Yep. Use that reflection. What's stopping me? Why am I not getting, mm-hmm. do I, do I really want this goal? Is this something I really want? Absolutely. And what's in my way? You know, and kind of just to build off of that for a second, in the count, the accountability piece in this goal setting, if if that accountability and is this something you're struggling even setting your goals, this is an excellent time for you to look up a coach right. and to set up a session or two with a coach, and they can definitely help you identify some of those goals as well as they can be that accountability piece, and they can even help you identify what would work for you. Sure, as that accountability that you're needing. In my sessions, I've got people that we break it down into baby steps, like because change isn't something easy for them. So we just take really small steps. But like you said, they're still making steps towards something they weren't before. Mm-hmm. And then there's others who don't need it, and they can make their habit changes in 21 days, and they take off. So, I mean, even with a co- having a coach, it can be totally different for each person, but it's a great time to get one to help you kind of identify that and yeah. get where you want a little quicker. No, that's perfect. Well, I think hopefully people will want to reach out to you and, and hopefully they can utilize you as a source of accountability. Absolutely. And I think that will, you know, I think we'll all be better off for it. I guess, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Any any last, you know, comments about people's goals or habits or, um, you know, really anything? I don't think so. 
Uh, just to, like I said, making sure with your goals when you're reaching them, make sure you want them. Ask those questions we went through and breaking them down into those small steps to help you reach your smaller milestones and then find ways to celebrate the achievements you are making along the way as you work towards your ultimate goal. Absolutely, and I think it's important to remember to be all right with restarting. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This has been this has been fun. I mean, Absolutely. I could sit thank here you. for hours and talk <laughs> about it. So. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll see you. Have a good holiday. You too. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.